we got to change the story because that story, even though I understand it feels real and true for you, I get it. Your feelings are valid and we need to feel and process those. But the story is a lie because you are loved. You are worthy. You will get through this. You are strong. You are capable. Your life isn't horrible, right? You, you can change this situation or that but it starts, it starts with you. Hey y'all, thanks so much for listening in today to the Confident Mompreneur podcast, the podcast by real women for real women, where we talk about real life difficulties and triumphs as women, moms, business owners, and more. Thanks so much for being a part of our Confident Tribe. Let's get into it. Well, thank you so much for hopping on with me today. Thanks for asking. Yeah, this is nice. Yeah, absolutely. Do you want to just kind of start us out by telling me a little bit more about you, kind of who you are, your family, and what you like to do? Sure. Um, my name is Emily. Uh, my business is Emily Elizabeth Coaching, um, and I am a new mom. I just had my baby seven weeks ago, a little girl. Her name is Zia. Uh, and that's super special to me because I always, always wanted to be a mom. Uh, I have five brothers and one sister. So I come from a big family. Um, I, I currently live in the Netherlands. My husband's Dutch, but I'm from New Mexico, which is actually where we got her name. The Zia symbol is the symbol of, of New Mexico. And so uh, it has a lot of cool meanings. Uh, yeah. And we actually go home to America. Well, I say home. I feel like I have two homes, which is kind of cool because I've really settled in here in the Netherlands um, in next week. So I fly home and I get to be there for two, two and a half months. And then we come back to Holland. So we kind of split our time. We travel a lot. Uh, I'm a life coach. Uh, and I love coaching, you know, coach women on a lot on confidence and and really more which is directly related to confidence is a lot of self-trust, just really being able to trust that you have the ability to ride the waves of life and know you're going to be okay um, through, through the hard times and then really soak up the, the joyful times. That's what I love to have my clients really harness in on. And I love what I do. I was actually talking to some of my other coach friends the other day, they were checking in on me. And I told them, I said, I had this moment when I was holding Zia, looking out my window, having my coffee. And I just thought, I feel so certain, so certain that I was made to be a mother. Like I could cry right now thinking about it. It just feels so amazing. I'm sure you can relate. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And I knew I always, always wanted to be a mom. And so now it's here and it feels perfect. It feels right. It feels natural. Um, and then the only other thing that I can remember, m- remember that pops into my head that I feel so absolutely certain for was becoming a life coach and, and helping women and doing what I do. Like I had so much confidence going into it. Just like, yes, this is what I want to do. It was ready to, to pay for the certification and go all in and do all of it. And so it feels, it makes it feel actually more special and more certain because being a mom is such a intense (laughs) love that you feel um and the certainty around that feeling the same way about doing what I do helping women feel super special that they feel very similar 
So uh, I love that so yeah. much. So yeah. you said you were like very certain that those are kind of the two things that you wanted to be able to do. Like, what was it that led you to thinking that life coaching was like it for you? Um, it started with my own shit, of course. <laughs> That's where it always um, starts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I always knew I wanted to help people, and I would say that uh, when I was a little girl. I, I, I guess I told people, uh, "Well, I want to be an actress, but first, I'm going to get my nursing degree so I can help people, and so I have something to fall back on if acting doesn't work out." Like I was like, thought it was so cool saying that or something. Um, so I always knew I wanted to help people, and I was always the listening ear for friends. Uh, for, and, and really even not strangers, but acquaintances or something, or like in a social setting, people would always really open up to me. So I, I and just tell me sometimes be like, people really just tell me their shit. <laughs> like, they're like, wow, that was personal, but I'm, I'm totally open to hear it. Um, so that I, I, yeah, that was always just a part of, um, me, I guess. And I never knew it would be, I didn't go to school to become a therapist or anything like that. That wasn't the route I was on, but I, I found Abraham Hicks, like, gosh, I don't know, eight, nine years ago. I can't, I can't even remember how long ago. Do you know, have you heard of Abraham Hicks? I haven't. Oh, okay. Oh my God. I'm so glad I get to tell you. Um, it's like, oh, I love sharing this. Um, <laughs> it's basically, it's, she is Esther Hicks. And there's kind of a lot of, and I always tell my clients, like there's sure a lot of quote unquote woo woo around it. It's definitely very spiritual. Um, and I'm very, uh, yeah, spiritual, whatever you want to make that mean. But I, I believe in God and I believe in higher power and spirit and that we can call upon that and that energy runs through us and it can totally help us shape an amazing life. Um, so Abraham is technically who Esther channels. It's like an entity of spirit. So I always tell my clients, if that freaks you out, then just listen to the message, right? The message matters, what she, what they're channeling, what she's saying um, is important. It was all, I had no idea when I found Esther or Abraham Hicks, I didn't know it was channeling. I didn't know any, I just thought it was this lady talking about life and giving advice. I had no idea. I listened for months until I started learning about what it was. And I was like, I even was like, oh, that's kind of weird. I was really super religious. Um, which could connect, but also disconnect depending. Right. Uh, and so it didn't throw me off. I just fell in love with it more. And it was just all about, you are the creator of your life. What you focus upon, you attract. It's all about the law of attraction, manifestation, using the power of, of God within you. I believe God is within all of us. And when we access that, we're more in connection with our best selves, our, true selves, the self that is full of worthiness and, and love and capability. And we pinch ourselves off from that with, um, with life, right? Like falling into the, the beliefs, the limiting beliefs that life can offer the insecurities, especially, um, in Western society, especially for women about when, for men too, but I'm, my mind always goes to like, what was my biggest insecurity was like body image stuff growing up, you know, mm -hmm. you're not good enough unless you're skinny. You're not good enough. And let, you know, unless you look like her, or you wanting boys to really like you. And if they don't, you don't think you're good enough and all that shit that probably most women can relate to. Um, but anyways, it's that disconnection to your worthiness that cuts you off from creating what you really want in your life. And Abraham Hicks, um, teachings, 
you can just YouTuber, just YouTube. Like literally I started YouTubing Abraham Hicks and whatever I was going through. So Abraham Hicks, relationship drama, Abraham Hicks, body image, Abraham Hicks, um, you know, eating sugar, Abraham Hicks, like anything. And you get these, yeah, YouTube audios. And I binge listened, binge listened. I started journaling and I started like making shifts in my relationship, which he is now my husband. He was my um, long distance boyfriend at the time, then fiance, now husband. And there was a lot of work I had to do on that. Um, so that got me on this, this journey. And then a friend sent me the life coach school podcast and I binge listened to it for three months. And within those three months, I absolutely knew I was meant to be a life coach and I wanted to do their training specifically. And I was so confident and certain I paid like without hesitation, $18,000 to do this um, certification. And my family and then fiance was like, uh, is this a pyramid scheme? Like this is, that's a lot of money. Like, why don't my husband's like, then fiance, like, why don't we put it into a house instead? He's in the real estate. And I said, I said, I'll put money into those investments with you, but that's not like, I feel so excited and passionate about it. Like this is, this is going to take me places to follow like what I want to do. And he was, he was supportive of course, but you know, people don't all to each their own. And so to other people, it's like, she's getting screwed. Like, what is she doing? You know? Um, and it worked out. I've had a, I have a successful business and I, and I love it. Um, but that journey kind of led me to, um, yeah, becoming a coach. I love that. That was a long oh, answer. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's great. I mean, I feel like all of the best things usually, like, especially in entrepreneurship come from like the struggles that we've had ourselves, because then we're able to help others like move through those with more of an empathetic approach. Cause we've been there, we've done that. Like, you know, so I think that's super important. Well, and when you were kind of introducing yourself earlier, you brought up like, you know, building that confidence through trusting yourself and like being able to be present in the moment. And I think that's super important. Can you touch on that a little bit more and kind of how you work through that process? Yeah, um, this actually has been on my mind uh, this week. Uh, I did a, a post on it the other day about just like, just be, just to, to just be in the moment, you know, put the, put your phone away. And, um, and I've been having these moments with my daughter in the morning, um, it might be postpartum hormones, but every time I talk about her, I just want to cry in a good way. Um, uh, uh, and we we're we're so blessed. We have this beautiful apartment and with a great view in a little Dutch town that's super, you know, for Americans, it looks super European. There's a huge like church tower and all these old little, it's just beautiful. And I was cozied up sitting there and I was just looking out the window and it was raining and I was just looking at all the details and the trees and the birds flying by and holding my daughter, drinking my coffee and just thinking, God, and I'm so blessed. Like, and I'm so here in this moment right now. And it feels overwhelmingly like, wow, what a life I have, you know, and just trust that, um, you know, I'm here for. I, I got myself here in this situation through trust, really, um, and through anchoring into trusting that life is beautiful and that, you know, you can 
create everything, but you have to be present enough to appreciate each moment for what it is, including the harder, the harder times, you know, just uh, the week before this, I had a little, I'm, I'm postpartum. And so this makes it a little, uh, you know, your hormones are all over the place. I had a little like three day bout of feeling anxious and a bit depressed and this really scary nagging voice going on in my head that I knew wasn't me, you know, and all these really kind of fucked up thoughts. Sorry. I don't know if you can curse on the podcast, yeah. but, um, that I'm just like, God, that's uh, no, 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 that's not me. God, take this away. I am held. I am, you know, I'm loved. This isn't me. And then it would just come nagging back at me. And I know this has to do with hormones and, and everything like that, but it's not the first time I had that voice come visit me. So it's a, in, in part, you know, our brain naturally seeks out the negative. It's an attempt to protect us. Um, but that we all know what those intrusive thoughts can feel like and what this work and what trust does for me and what I help my clients do is you can have those intrusive thoughts and you're going to, you're human, they're going to come, but if you know how to manage them and know how to know that they're a lie and you know what to say to counter them and how to, you know, step into your breath, for example, or to come back into the present moment and to just look around and to, you know, all of these tools and so many more that I use myself and that I help my clients learn and actually practice is all rooted in trust and trusting yourself, trusting the process, trusting that you're supposed to feel it all trusting that we're allowed to have negative emotion and they're there to teach us, trusting that everything always is working out for you, always. Everything is an opportunity, a gift to learn, to grow, um, to accept. And if you look at life that way with this lens of just trust, it's all working out for me, then you ride the waves and the, the, the dips so much more smoothly. And then on the highs, you're just like, you know, cloud nine, like, wow like looking at your coffee, looking out the window, like, wow, what a life. And it, it doesn't have to be anything fancy or, you know, it's just appreciation, you know, like really full of that, that appreciation. And yeah. I think that's amazing. Cause I mean, especially when you're a busy woman, you're running your own business, you're taking care of kids, you're doing all of this stuff. Um, I feel like, and especially with today's like hustle culture that we have, we have a really hard time with like, you know, being present with where we're at and really appreciating those moments. Cause we're always like trying to drive to the next best thing, mm-hmm. you know? So I think that's really, really important that you kind of talk about that and, you know, just being present mm-hmm. and loving yourself where you're at, but knowing that there's always growth there too yeah yeah and it's it's good that you mentioned like the hustle mentality or or even like the bounce back mentality right for women after they have a baby and stuff like that and even though I don't I know I don't uh, align with that it's still in me because I was raised in America right so like I've consumed all of that information my whole my whole life growing up you you can't take that out of you necessarily but you can learn to believe something different. And so that's definitely come up. And, um, and even when I was, you know, pregnant, like, oh, how am I going to balance my business and 
be such a present mother, right? Because this is what I've always wanted. And, and then the mind tells you, you can't have it both, or you're doing one wrong, the other. And so all, all of that is just noise. It's bullshit. It's just noise. It's normal. It's, it's, it's fear-based. We all have that within us. Uh, and so being able to recognize that, to see that, to, to coach myself through it, to, to seek help, right. To have a support system of friends and family and coaches and, uh, which I do is, is all, yeah. Part of my system of trust that I, that I, that I built. Um, and, and I always have to remind my clients of this and myself, because it's like, we're our best clients, right? <laughs> Like, here I am again, fucking gotta do the work again, you know? Um, and so I, I always have to remind my clients. And for me, this brings me comfort. And for some of my clients, it takes them a while to be like, uh, okay, I can be on board with that. And that's that it's never ending. You know, this, this, the work you need to do on yourself is never ending. Not because you're never going to be good enough, not at all, but because, uh, we will experience all the emotions and it's okay. And so if you just accept it, you kind of surrender and you can kind of be like, oh, so now's the time when I experience anxiety. Okay, it's uncomfortable, but I can do it. Or okay, I guess I'm in a little bout of depression. I don't wanna be here, I get it, but I'm here. So I'm gonna surrender and accept so I can move through it more peacefully or with more grace. And, and it, and, you know, one of my favorite prayers or mantras or affirmations that I say when I am feeling a bit of a, a dip is, is this too shall pass. This too shall pass. I trust this too shall pass. This too shall pass. And it, and it brings a lot of comfort. I love that. I think it's awesome that you're able to sit in those negative emotions and work through them with yourself instead of like you know shaming yourself for feeling them because I think that's a really big thing we all have those negative emotions we go through those hard times and a lot of us just want to like you know kind of skip past that part in our life so how how would you if there's a woman out there that's like going through one of those really hard maybe you know, postpartum depression or just going through a really tough period in their life, how do you help them accept where they're at and kind of move through that with that self-compassion and trust in themselves? Mm -hmm. Yeah. A lot of what, you know, what I've already spoken about, I, I send and speak and share with them all of those reminders. I do a lot of, um, I, I think too, especially with coaching, but just in life, we want to be seen and heard. Right. And that's a lot of what coaching is. It's just holding space to let somebody talk and feel seen and heard. And then part of my job on my end is to acknowledge them, validate that it's okay. They're feeling this way, but also lovingly point out that, uh, we got to change the story. We got to change the story because that story, even though I understand it feels real and true for you, I get it. Your feelings are valid and we need to feel and process those. But the story is a lie because you are loved. You are worthy. You will get through this. You are strong. You are capable. Your life isn't horrible, right? You you can change this situation or that, but it starts, it starts with you. And 
uh, we, you know, often I do a lot of kind of, I guess you could kind of call it a, a bit of somatic uh, therapy where we do a lot of breath work where I really let them help them get into their body and, and kind of become very familiar and comfortable, not super comfortable, but more comfortable with the negative emotion. So I really have them imagine it as an energy within them that they have the power to move and they feel they have power over it, but it is there and it's okay that it's there, but we're going to practice moving it and asking it what it's there to teach you rather than falling kind of victim to it and letting it overtake you and, and letting it build its power over you. Uh, so I do do a lot of like emotional release work as with myself too, like just letting myself cry, but really cry out the emotion versus crying about the negative story that's going on in my head. I let myself release that and just focus on my body because emotion is felt in our body. It's the vibration. It's, it's vibrations, right? When you feel excitement, you get fluttery or whatever, or, or when you feel anxious, it kind of be the same feeling, but it's like deeper. It's all cells moving in your body. It's an energy. It's a vibration and that can be moved. Um, and, and what moves it the most is, is really um, connecting to the body, getting out of the head into the body, but still using the head with certain thoughts that help sink you deeper um to 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 that place where it's where you can move that emotion around and feel a little more in control um and you know a lot of uh, yeah the, the god there's so much it, it always it always depends on uh where i feel kind of guided like i trust normally for all my sessions i say a quick little prayer prayer like okay guide me to give give the words that are really going to resonate with them give the teachings or whatever that's really going to help shift something within my client today um and then that gives me confidence right and and then i show up with uh with trust that i'm you know i'm sharing what i'm meant to share and i'm, I'm helping who's open to receive and hear and and strong enough or vulnerable enough to ask the questions and share their their story yeah. That is true. We need to be open to receiving too, or all of this is for nothing. I think it's cool that you talk about like the way that the energy is processed in our bodies because our bodies remember our traumas and they hold mm -hmm. on to them unless you're like physically like processing that through yourself. I'm one that I've, I notice I store a lot of trauma in my jaw. So mm -hmm. I'll like grind my teeth together and like, I'm always very clenched up and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, um, sometimes I'll just like massage out here. And it's like this relief of like, not only yeah. tension, but also like the emotions that are like, yeah. Here. And it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, do you, if you don't mind me asking, or just popped in my head or even know if maybe you have a bit of a fear of abandonment. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have a good friend who, uh, that's one of her biggest things and she has so much pain in her jaw. Yeah. You know, um, or yeah, so that's, you, know, you already knew it, but, um, and that's, that's, it's a, a beautiful awareness, right? We all have trauma and it doesn't have to be, I don't know if you know, uh, Gabor Mate mm -hmm. or any of his work or a Mastin Kip maybe. Okay. 
Uh, well, for any of your listeners and you, Gabor Mate, great resource to um, listen to about trauma. He actually has a great podcast with Joe Rogan, mm-hmm. um, and he has a documentary called Wisdom of Trauma, a really great resource. And then um, I did like a little weekend uh, event training thing with Mastin Kip uh, a year or two back that kind of helped me feel more trauma informed because I was one to think uh, years ago, like trauma. <laughs> I don't have any trauma or what's, you know, like I thought, I thought it meant like you had to have like witnessed your parents being murdered or a horrible car accident or, or sexual trauma. abuse. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a bit. Yeah, exactly. A big T trauma versus like little T where it could also be um, your parent, you know, was running late and, and you weren't picked up from school for an hour and you felt abandoned and it been for your unique humanness and the unique person that child might be they might be more sensitive to that and it might carry in them where maybe another child went and played at the park and didn't even notice right so it just it's interesting learning about that but also not um falling victim to your trauma just acknowledging that hey we all have it it's there and I'm going to do the work to process it and also I remind myself this and my clients, this, you don't always have to get to the bottom of the why, because you might, you can't, there's so much in our subconscious. There's so much that we can never remember or know how it affected us. And sometimes we can, I think really be like, oh my God, this is it. This is what, this is the deal that I, I figured that it out. Yeah. And then find that exact moment. I, I believe that's absolutely possible, but I think a lot of people get stuck. Because they're like, I have to know, I have to know why I'm this way. What's this trauma from, you know? And it's like, you're driving yourself crazy. You're spinning in the problem. And this is only honestly making you feel more uneasy, like more dis-ease, which could create disease in your body. You know, this is all where that comes from. So emotional processing, breath work, somatic therapy, moving the emotion through your body, um, things that I try to do often with myself and with my clients, it can, you, you can legit feel lighter, like walking with a a spring in your step after, after you do some of that, some of that work. So you definitely hold trauma in your body. It's the memory of the emotion that is trapped somewhere. Yeah. Well, and I think it's important to recognize that within yourself and start to heal it, not only for yourself, but like, the relationships that you're building with others too because it affects them so oh totally yeah yeah I feel like all of the work that you've done and put into yourself has affected like your relationships especially with your you know he was your boyfriend and fiance and now husband and with your new baby girl and how are you gonna be able to like you know help her be her most confident self Mm -hmm. as she grows up too yeah you know my husband has been (laughs) the biggest gift and challenge for me uh because you know our partners are our mirrors right anybody's our mirror right like they're reflecting back something within you uh, something that you're giving off right so a lot of my deeper insecurities have been revealed to me through this relationship. You know, we've been together, we've been married almost four years. We've been together nine, 
something something like that. Um, uh, and there was a lot of insecurities that would come up and I would want him to just fix it or I'd want him to, or I'd want to blame him. And I didn't even know it was coming from an insecurity. I just felt justified. I just felt like, yeah, this is, you're wrong. I'm right. And you need to change or this isn't going to work. Right. Or this is ridiculous. Or, you know, this, this sort of thinking, not all the time, but uh, I had to do a lot of work around this. And that's around the point when I found Abraham and um, I found life coach school and I started doing all this work and started seeing a lot of changes in my relationship. I'm like, this shit works. And in myself, um, but it's still though, and that comes in waves. I, I remember I had to re-listen <laughs> uh, to a podcast. I, I have a podcast as well, the Soulfully Confident Podcast. And uh, two years ago, I think I think it was March 2020 or 2021. And uh, one of my assignments from my coach, because I mentioned this, was to go back and re-listen to this podcast that I recorded. It was called, uh, you know, Powerful Tips to Heal Resentment and Return Back to Love, something like that. I can't remember the exact title. And it was me (laughs) sharing how much I had healed my resentment with my husband and fell back in love with him through like owning my shit, taking responsibility, seeing my insecurities, being able to communicate, express myself better, all, all things that I, I wasn't doing. And through, through my pregnancy and a little bit postpartum, but just this last year, I felt myself slipping kind of back into some resentment towards him. And, and then the shame and the guilt wants to come in. Like you already healed this. You already worked through this and you're a coach. You can't And so that stacked upon it. Like I still, my, I still have that human mind. I I see it happening, but you just want to be like, no, you should, this should be, you should have this figured out by now, Emily, you know, which is bullshit. That's just like our self-sabotaging behaviors coming out and like screaming at us. Um, and so now I, um, you know, I'm doing the work again. I'm in a different phase. I've, I know I've gone through a pregnancy. I've had a baby. Um, it's a new life chapter, old, things come up again that I thought I healed and rather than being mad at myself for them being there or blaming him again for whatever I wanted him to change on uh I just you know and that's what I work on right now currently and working on with my coach and even just the past two weeks have been so much different because I've literally listened back to my podcast and started doing the shit that I already did, but I needed to hear myself tell me. (laughs) And, um, and so I'm, I'm doing it again and I already feel a a huge shift and it's like, God, we are so powerful. Like it is truly within us and a big part of, you know, what, what I do and what I want to do is empower women. And I want, I want to feel in control. I want to feel empowered, including owning my shit, like taking responsibility for my part and, um, and knowing, okay, if I want to feel different, it's in my hands. So let's go, Emily, let's like fucking do it. Do the work, do the work. I know you just want to blame your husband or blame this or blame that, but where has that gotten you? You know, uh, so yeah, I don't know if that answered your question, but it, uh, it does. Yeah, I, think I think it's, many people can relate. it's great that you're able to like, you know, go back now that you're in this new chapter and listen to yourself and the things that you said before. And they're like, 
you know, resonating now, but maybe in a like different way because you guys are in this new chapter as new parents. And that's always like a huge adjustment when you have a baby, everything changes. And it's like, you have to relearn yourself, your relationship, like all of that stuff. But I do think it's really important that you talk about like owning our shit because we all have that shit and sometimes it's hard it's easy it's way easier to blame everything that's going on on everybody else all of the difficulties that we're going through so it's important to be able to look at ourselves sometimes and say yeah that's kind of my fault I needed to you know heal this or I need to work through this or whatever so right right well and it's it's funny you say it's easier to blame because it is in the moment sure and sometimes we feel like an attachment to the feeling of it, like the justification, but we're sacrificing our own joy and our relationship and our happiness through blame because blame is not a fun energy to hold in your body. It's not a fun emotion to feel long-term. And then you're permanently putting yourself in a place of being a victim. And it also doesn't mean that, you know, my husband didn't have his shit. And like, he needed be like, I did feel, okay, I want to own my part in this, but I still stand by, you know, wanting you to work on X, Y, and Z, or I still stand by not agreeing with you on this. I'm, I'm entitled to that, but I will own my part. Right. So it's not that you just uh, accept everything and, you know, you're walked all over. A lot of my clients will be like, they'll say that that'll be their counter response. And I always say, that's not what this is. That's just another little excuse coming up. You can walk, we can love somebody and walk away. You can, you know, work, work on yourself so much that you heal that resentment. And maybe this person didn't, you know, still doing some of the behaviors, like, I don't know, maybe alcoholism or, or, or even not even that extreme. It could just simply be you know, maybe they, they are not interested in self self growth or whatever. And then it's like, okay, I love you. I've healed my resentment for you. I care about you and I'm deciding to stay or I'm deciding to go. Right. And you can do this with, with a job. You can do this with a family member. You can do this with an old perception of yourself. Right. It, it, it's all. So that's the work that needs to be done. It doesn't mean that you have to accept and agree with their behavior, but you do have to find an acceptance around this is where this person is right now in whatever their journey is and it's not your job to change them but you can do the work to change yourself and to show up feeling more worthy and when you do that you're going to give more love and then see if they come along and don't blame them if they don't there's a really different feeling around it because some people still are like well they just didn't come with me and there's still like this twinge of resentment in there you know and that all has to be forgiven to truly like no, okay, I've done, I've done the work. And again, that shit comes in waves too. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I fully forgive him. I feel so in love. It's all good. Uh, and then, you know, I get triggered and I'm like, mother, <laughs> you know, damn it. Why? Like, and we're back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's so good. I love that so much. So I guess my big final question for you if your daughter was listening to this podcast, you know, like 10, 15 years from now, what would you want her to know about, you know, becoming the confident and strong woman that you know she can be? 
Yeah. Oh God, that question's making me cry. Um. Oh God. I tell her all the time, like I seem to her and tell her how loved she is, how worthy she is. Um, <laughs> I would just really want her to know it's all within her. You know, I can't make her feel a certain way. Daddy can't make you feel a certain way. The world can't, but you get to decide um, how to look at it and how to be open to, to learning all it has to offer you. And that no matter what, you're never alone. You're so held. <laughs> you're so loved. Um, like, and that's just such a wonderful feeling, you know, to never feel alone. Like God's always holding you. You always have this wonderful energy of love um, around you. And I, I just, uh, I want so badly for her to feel that, how I, how I can feel it within myself. Um that I know no matter what happens, I will be okay because I can root back into this. And that's what I, yeah, I hope so deeply that she can, that she can feel that, like truly, truly feel that because then I'll know she'll be okay. I know she'll be okay anyways, you know, but, um, but then I'll know, she'll know for herself that she'll be okay. And that, uh, yeah. Ooh, that's crazy to think about. <laughs> Do you have a daughter? I don't Do you have, have a daughter, daughter of a son. A son. Yeah. Well, same, you know, whatever. Same difference. But yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you can relate. Yes. Very much so. But I mean, our kids are a reflection of us. So the healing that we're putting into ourselves and the confidence that we exude and all of those different things reflect onto our children. So, I mean, oh, totally, a great yeah. job. Oh, thank you. That's so sweet. Uh, yeah, totally true. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Do you want to tell us where we can find you? Um, all of the things that you're doing, anything you might have coming up that we want to be on the lookout for? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you can find me on Instagram uh, at Emily Elizabeth Coaching, on Facebook at uh, Emily Strickler. <laughs> Or Emily Elizabeth Coaching, you can find me through there too. And then I have uh, my podcast is the Soulfully Confident Podcast uh, with Emily Elizabeth. Uh, that's the best places to find me. Mainly on Instagram is where is where I'm at and do all my posts. And uh, yeah, I have I have a, a group coaching program with with options for one on one as well. It's um, the Soulfully Abundant program, and uh, I enroll year round. You get year access and multiple group calls a month and an online course. And it's just, the community's great. The connection, the sharing, I have a call in 45 minutes with my girls today. Um, and, uh, I'll probably share a lot what we talked about here because it's always a good reminder. Uh, and yeah, just the sharing, you, 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 you feel, um, no, more normal. Your, your quote unquote problems are normalized when you hear a group of women who are, are sharing their stuff. And it's like, Oh, okay. I'm not alone. Like, thank you for sharing that. But now, okay, let's change the fucking story. Like let's, let's do the work to change it. But um, yeah, so that's where people can find me. And that's uh, the program I have. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Emily. We appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you. This is very fun. If you love this episode, please let us know by submitting a review or sharing with the women in your life. 
We'll see you next time.